You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Each week, producer Phil, a guest, and I watch a horrible theater-released movie. We record our conversation, and then we tear that movie to shreds. We keep it family-friendly, so gather the family around the old smartphone, laptop, or tablet and join in on the fun. Just like all the great Studio DNA podcasts, find the Horror Movie Podcast at Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Hi, it's Corey, and before we launch Sports Yak episode 54, I do another podcast called What Else with Corey Mann. It's an interview format and I'm pretty proud of the latest episode. A guy by the name of Ken Mansfield. He worked at Capitol Records and Apple Records in the late 60s. Pretty amazing artist roster. The Beatles, you may have heard of them. So my conversation with him on the new What Else with Corey Mann podcast. Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you download your podcast. Check it out. From South Bend, Indiana, the parish of America. From South Bend, Indiana, what the Egyptians are to the pyramids. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcer. Listen to me, I'm Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcement. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Because big guys got to look good, too. And now, Sports Yak! And welcome to episode 54 of the Sports Yak. Back in the saddle again, just the two of us. It's the Brian Urlacher episode. Good old number 54. Bald Brian or Hair Brian? If you're talking about a player, you got to go with Bald Brian, don't you? When you see him now with the head of hair, your thoughts? Don't try so hard. Modern science? You, you were fine. Yeah. We go on tweets. We go on tweets. We go on tweets. On tweets. There's a tweet over there. We've got one. Tweet. 
Very excited about this. At Sports Yak, you can tweet us. New maniac here, Chuck. I teach at Westview. Loved your chat prior to 46 Game of the Week versus Fairfield. Chuckles is correct. <laughs> the acoustics in the gym are horrible. Thanks for such great coverage of a tiny rural 2A school. They had another good week last week as they won a couple of games. Charlie Yoder had 29 on Friday night and a win over Eastside. 31 on Saturday as they beat Gary Roosevelt. I would have loved to have seen the reaction of the Gary Roosevelt players as they came into the Westview gym with the buggies outside. And I'm sure a lot of those kids had never been exposed to anything like that. Here's a text question from Derek. Okay. With spring training (laughs) now being so close and Harper and Machado, neither one being signed. Right. Do you feel like this is the new normal? This is happening naturally or is MLB making a concerted effort to lower their costs? I think it is somewhat natural. I think uh, both Harper and Machado may have overestimated the market. Uh, Harper is definitely a Scott Boris client. The thing about Scott Boris as an agent is he he will sit to the last minute to try to drive up the price if he feels he can. Okay. Uh, the other <clears throat> the other thing is when AJ Pollock signed with the Dodgers last week, four years, fifty five million. That took away a possible resting place for Harper and almost assures me now that he will be in the National League East. The only question is, will he be a Philly or will he go back to the Washington Nationals who, if you look at that ball club right now, they've got to be sitting and saying, you know, maybe it's worth opening up the coffers a little bit more to make sure that we have an attraction and somebody who can actually bring fans to the ballpark. They have Max Scherzer. That's great once every five days Mm -hmm. as a pitcher. But who do the Nationals have that would bring you out to the ballpark to watch them? And the answer, I mean, they've got a really good 19-year-old, 20-year-old player. um, But in terms of box office attraction, they could really use Harper. Okay. So... I, I just think it's the new normal. Machado is the one that surprises me so much because everybody's known about the White Sox offer since December. And I get it. I mean, if I'm Manny Machado, I probably don't want to go to the White Sox either because that's a rebuilding effort that doesn't put me into pennant contention anytime soon. It's kind of what I had back at Baltimore. But that might be the best he can get because, Manny, you've gone public with the fact that you're really not one who's known to hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if I'm on a pennant contending team, I have to wonder how that is going to play into the chemistry of my team. Mm-hmm. Now I realize there have been players in the past like Barry Bonds, players like that who really weren't that much into hustle, but they were so productive that you could overlook that. Yeah, I don't think Manny Machado is in that category. I was in an airplane on Friday, and I just happened to glance out the window, and I saw Lucas Oil Stadium from a distance. You know, it's so amazing how it's such a big building. You get up that high, and you're like, ah, oh, little teeny building. Mm-hmm. Then we flew over the top of the uh, the White Sox uh, stadium. What's the name of that place? Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> Boy, why you want your stadium named with a downward arrow is beyond me. Because quite frankly, maybe that's pointing to where the White Sox are in the standings. I don't know. Right, but. I, I just would not I, 
I'd go to Guaranteed Rate and say, can't you get some other logo? I realize it works great for them as a mortgage company. You want things low, that mm-hmm. downward rate. You don't want that for your ballpark. Speaking of ballparks, in the summer, there's a rumor swirling on the Internet that the original lineup of Van Halen is getting together this summer. Mm-hmm. And that the schedule shows July 25th and 27th at Wrigley Field. Wouldn't surprise me. By the way, the Cubs play the Brewers in Milwaukee that weekend, so it is an open weekend at the Wrigley. Woo! Ooh, I'd like to see that show right there. Jump how much in do you, Wrigley Field. How much do you think that would cost? Under 200 Under 200 Under 200 Okay. At least that's what I would pay. Well, that's what you would pay. <laughs> that's what I would pay, Chuck Ribby. Yeah. You got to be on your game when those tickets go on sale, if they actually go on sale. I thought when you started that sentence, speaking of ballparks, you were going to bring up the situation in Milwaukee, uh, which you touched on briefly last Wednesday in the show, where apparently American Family Insurance has bought the naming rights to the baseball stadium in Milwaukee. And people are up in arms because for since that place has been built, it has been Miller Park. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Miller Brewery has been a huge part. And they're the Milwaukee Brewers. Therefore, it makes sense to have your park have the name Miller. Yes. And now to call it American Family Insurance Park just sounds so ridiculous. They, and they won't call it that. The fans won't call it that. I still call it Deer Creek in my head down in noblesville well i still want to call the park on the south side of town comiskey but it hasn't been that for 25 years but if you're a nostalgic fan that's how you know it right that's how we'll keep it that's how we rally back but it'll be interesting to see apparently there was a petition that circulated in milwaukee with thirty thousand people signing the petition saying no don't change the name from miller park is that the uh American Family Insurance. Yeah, and and they're Park. a big deal up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. obviously. But come on, it's bad enough they took the secret stadium sauce out of the place. Oh, now they're really messing with Sports Yak. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com/slash/StudioDNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. Let's rewind to Friday night. I and my wife were in attendance. You were calling the game, 46th game of the week. Uh, boy, that was entertaining. Penn's a very impressive team. Uh, they have built for this season. They have four seniors in the starting lineup that pass the ball very, very well. They move the ball around the floor, and Penn is number four in scoring in the state of Indiana at 75.5 points a game. And they went into the cave in Mishawaka and took care of business against a team that, quite frankly, isn't as good. And Mishawaka, I think, knew it wasn't as good. They stayed with them for a quarter or so, and then Penn was able to ratchet up the defense. The, The thing about Penn is... They have these tall, long-arm kids that can go out there in a 2-3 zone and really force you to start your offense out wide. Okay. And once Mishawaka wasn't able to to have people get into the gaps of that zone and, and flash to the post and drive, they were pretty well done. Mishawaka had one player doing that in the first quarter, Brayshawn White, and he scored, I believe, 8 or 10 points in the first quarter. 
And then he got into foul trouble, and once he came out, they were done. Mm-hmm. But Penn, Noah Applegate over the weekend set the Penn scoring record, a record that had been on the books for 55 years by a guy named Keith Berkey back in 1964, uh, graduated with 1,433 points, and Applegate passed that on Saturday night. So he's Who'd got they play Saturday night? Goshen. Oh, okay. Uh, but the guy I know that you and I were both impressed with on Friday was their point guard, Drew Lutz. Now, Al Rhodes does not toss around compliments all that often. Um, kind of like me going for my wallet. It doesn't happen all that often. But Rhodes basically has declared that he believes Drew Lutz is one of the best, if not the best point guard in the state of Indiana. And he certainly played like it over the weekend. The game I'm looking forward to is Thursday night, if they play with this weather, who knows. But Riley is scheduled to play Penn, and you've got Jalen Jennings of Riley going up against Drew Lutz of Penn. You've got Gabe Johnson of Riley going up against Noah Applegate of Penn. You've got uh, Blake Wesley of Riley going up against Bo Ludwig of Penn. Uh, Some great individual matchups within this game. And we talked a little bit about it during the fourth quarter of the game on Friday night. Fact of the matter is the team that's able to play the best defense will win that game because both teams are capable of putting the ball in the hole. I saw Bethel play IW on Saturday. That was a tough game for Bethel. But like you said to me off the air, Indiana Wesleyan is a great team. Indiana Wesleyan is ranked number two in NAIA Division II. They've got a young man out of Warsaw by the name of Kyle Mangus, who is their star player. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many he went off for on Saturday, but he's... He's really good, and Iwu right now is at a different level than Bethel is. That doesn't mean Bethel's a bad team. They're a, they were ranked in the top 15 last week. It just tells you how good Indiana Wesleyan is. There's some bad calls on both sides, but it was, it was, a, it was a rough afternoon. Speaking of rough afternoons on Saturday, Mike Bray's squad against Virginia over the weekend just Ooh. laid a huge egg in front of their first sellout crowd of the year. Virginia comes in, jumps to a 12-0 lead, and never lets the Irish in the game. And as T.J. Gibbs called it in the postgame press conference, they came in and kicked our bleeps for 40 minutes. Oh, boy. And uh, nobody argued because it was right. Virginia's really good. Mm -hmm. They're ranked number three in the nation. They play lights-out defense. They get into the transition game well. They're fundamentally sound. they got a kid named Kyle Guy from Carmel, Indiana, who is superb. And Notre Dame's not there right now. Notre Dame just has nothing that it can hang its hat on other than John Mooney. John Mooney's good for a double-double just about every game, and he's got nothing around him. And now here comes Duke to Purcell Pavilion tonight. Speaking of good. Yeah, they're ranked number two, and unless the snow keeps the bus from getting there, the Irish are in trouble. Let's look at uh, let's look at uh, a secondary ticket market. Let's see how much those go for tonight. Let's, this would uh, be on the vivid seats. Yeah, let's try vivid seats. Let's put you up in the top part there. Okay. Upper level one fourteen. So you're behind a basket, way up top, seven rows, one hundred and four apiece. That's actually come down from yesterday. Well, here's the thing: as the weather deteriorates today, I think those tickets will get cheaper too. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Let's talk about Notre Dame women's basketball. Well, we'll talk Notre Dame women. They played without Jackie Young, who hurt her ankle at practice Saturday morning. And boy, that was a costly loss because the Irish just don't have enough depth right now. They've got a couple of freshmen on their team that aren't producing 
the way Muffet McGraw expected them to produce when she recruited them. And Arike had a bad game shooting, and Notre Dame made 20 turnovers, and North Carolina shot the ball very well from three-point range, and that all added up to a 78-73 Tar Heel win. First loss for the Irish in ACC play. They're 18-2. and I think this team felt after they handled Tennessee by just playing a half, you know, they, they stunk in the first half at Tennessee and played well in the second half. I just wonder if the team started getting this feeling like, oh, we can just turn it on and turn it off whenever. Well, it never turned on, really, on Sunday. Mm. They had a little spurt in the fourth quarter where they got the lead, and Carolina came right back, and Carolina had a good crowd there at Carmichael Arena and got behind the team, and, and the Irish made some critical mistakes down the stretch. Other uh, Indiana teams, IU, over the weekend? IU was terrible on Friday night against Michigan. Archie Miller called it an embarrassing performance. Again, nobody argued with him because it was. And they are really on the skids right now. Michigan whacked them by 19 at Assembly Hall, and it wasn't really even that close. They've got to turn around and play Rutgers Wednesday night in a game you'll hear on 103.1 FM. The darlings of Indiana right now are the Purdue Boilermakers, who looked really, really good for the first 25 minutes yesterday against Michigan State. They're up by 23. Tom Izzo's got an expression on his face like, let's warm the plane up now. And then all of a sudden, Purdue went cold, the Spartans got hot, and they closed that down to four-point game with about five minutes to go before Ryan Klein hit a couple of clutch threes for Purdue and the Boilermakers win at 73-63. The thing I really liked about Purdue in that game, they had, I think they had five players in double figures. Hmm. I mean, that's terrific balance. Klein obviously hit some key threes, but Matt Harms made contributions both offensively and defensively. Carson Edwards played well. And then they got a kid named Grady Eifert out of Fort Wayne that was just flying all over the floor, diving for loose balls, just out-hustling Sparty, which you don't say that about Michigan State teams too often. They don't get out-hustled too often. But he was terrific. And I, another thing I like that Matt Painter did in that game is he said, okay, Michigan State's best player is Cassius Winston. He's an All-American. He's by far their best player. He might be the best player in the Big Ten. So what we're going to do is anytime Cassius Winston has the ball, we're going to double-team because we don't think the other guys on the floor can beat us. And you know what? He was right. (laughs) So 9 out of 10 now for the Boilermakers. Here's a team that lost to Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic in mid-December. Yes. They were 6-5. and They looked like just another team. And all of a sudden, here they are, a game and a half out of first in the Big Ten, and playing as well playing the best basketball of any men's team right now in the state of Indiana. I mean, they're far better than IU, Notre Dame, Butler. It's not even close. I got my little jam box out. Can I hit the pause and rewind button for a second? Sure. Mishawaka is joining a new conference. Did Northern we, Lakes Conference. Did yeah. we talk about this on this program? Yeah, we have. And I thought about that while we were in the cave on Friday night. Purpose behind moving conferences? Well, I think the purpose is uh, twofold. You you want to be in a conference where you feel you have more in common with the other schools. And just about all the other schools in the Northern Lakes Conference come from one school communities. 
they draw very, very well. They travel well on the road. Schools like Northwood and Warsaw and Northridge. And so I think Mishawaka feels more akin to what's going on right now in the Northern Lakes Conference than they do in the Northern Indiana Conference. So they play they play Penn one more year. They play Penn one more year, and then we know they don't play Penn in 2020. There is some debate as to whether the two schools will play in 2021. There was an article in the Penn Student Newspaper that said that the two teams won't play in 2021, that Penn has a non-conference date with Laporte. Uh, Mishawaka's athletic director, Dean Huppert, told me on Friday night that's not necessarily accurate. There's Penn is scheduled to play Laporte in 2019 and 2020. There's an option for 2021. But Mishawaka would like to start, restart the series in 2021. It would be in week two of the regular season. It's a non-conference week for both of them, so it's doable. Mm-hmm. And Mishawaka would love to sign a 10-year contract and make that happen. Whether Penn feels the same way or not, I'm not sure. Okay. I think Penn might have a little resentment towards the cavemen for leaving the conference and feel like, well, why do we owe them anything? Okay. Now, on the other hand, Penn-Mishawaka is always a really good gate, and you do have to to look at the finances of situations sometimes, too. Who's showing up paying money to get into a basketball game? Or a football game, in this case. Yeah. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. You know that location, South Napanee Street, address 1333. They've got some new college apparel, whether it be Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame. Nice stuff. 2X to 6X, 2XT to 5XT. So if you're big and tall, this is great. I also saw at Big and Tall Outlet throwback Rams jerseys. Maybe you want to wear something for your Super Bowl party coming up this weekend. Throwback Rams jerseys? Come on! It's awesome. Big and Tall Outlet. Online at bigandtalloutlet.com or 1333 South Napanee Street in Elkhart. 293-0111 for more info. Please stop by and say hi. Tell them the yak sent you. Big and Tall Outlet. Because big guys got to look good too. Sports Yak! In the NBA, I saw this interesting stat. Steve Kerr, who in my head is a basketball player, not a coach. Uh... Fastest coach in NBA history to reach 300 wins, 77 losses. Boy, it helps when you've got the amount of talent that they do on the Golden State Warriors. Right. They picked up another key road win on Saturday night against Boston. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Boogie Cousins, Clay Thompson. I mean, there's a starting five right there where you could put all five of those guys on the all-star team and feel really, really comfortable. I was in Chicago Thursday and Friday flying in and out, and I couldn't believe how many billboards and on the radio how much Bulls advertising there is for such a lousy team. They need to – how else are you going to get – I mean, you've got to pull out all the stops to yeah. get people to come to the United Center, and they are awful. They lost to Cleveland last night, 104-101. That stops a six-game skid for Cleveland. I, I was going to use this reference on the air this morning, but I, I didn't want to – have to explain things necessarily to the Pulse FM listeners, but I'll use it here because the Sports Yak listener is more of a sports fan. I think the Bulls out-tanked the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Out-tanked? Yeah, because they're both they're both trying to tank 
so that they get the number one draft choice. Gotcha. The, the worse your record is, the more ping-pong balls you get in the lottery and the better your odds of getting the number one draft pick. 94, 95, 96, I could name seven bull players. I bet 2019, you. I can't name a single one. I can't. But here's the thing, 94, 95, 96, and, and really from the decade of the 90s, Watching the Chicago Bulls was appointment television. Yes. I mean, you were you were glued to your set every time they came on. And now, I I couldn't tell you when the next Bulls game is, nor do I care. Nope. Do we need to talk about uh, the Pro Bowl at all? No. That no. would be a complete and utter waste of everybody's time. I mean... Why was it in Orlando and not Hawaii? Well, because they don't want to fly everybody to Hawaii. I mean, the league's trying to cut some costs there. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, well. So they played it in Orlando where it was 50 and rainy. Yeah, that's delightful. <laughs> that must have been fun. Should we talk Super Bowl? Well, we can talk Super Bowl from the standpoint of both teams have headed down to Atlanta and are in for the big game. Both cities had rallies yesterday. Kind of send-offs? 30,000 people showing up in Foxborough to send off the Patriots to the Super Bowl even though this is the ninth time that Bill Belichick will have a team there, which is rather incredible. Tom Brady basically leading the chant of, we're still here, we're still here, because everybody has tried to write them off. Right. Um, the interesting thing to me, I was thinking about this over the weekend, because I heard uh, some people talking about the forecast in Atlanta this week. And just like every place else, just about every city in the U.S., it's going to be chilly there mm -hmm. um i remember the fact that there was a super bowl played in indianapolis a few years ago in fact it might have been five years ago during the polar vortex and it was just so cold everybody had a miserable time mm -hmm. and i think last year it might have been in minneapolis and same thing it was so cold everybody was miserable if i were the nfl and i'm trying to curry favor with my writers and broadcasters and all of that I would rotate the Super Bowl between just three cities. I would rotate it between Miami, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. And I know other owners will say, but what about us? Why can't we have a Super Bowl? Why can't we have it in Dallas or Houston? We're warm to... No. Miami, New Orleans, and L.A. have all the cultural accoutrements, let's say, yes, to make sure that you have a good time during Super Bowl week. And I realize we, we've had it in northern cities. We've had it at Giant Stadium. We've had it in Indianapolis, Minnesota, Detroit, all those. It's not the same. And it's not even going to be the same in Atlanta this week. And you think, well, Atlanta is a southern city. Atlanta is going to dip down to 20 degrees this week. They, the, they play the, inside there, right? They do. They play inside. But Super Bowl week is as much about all the other activities okay. going on mm -hmm. as it is about the game. For the NFL, it's the chance to you're bringing in your sponsors and you're having parties and you want to show them all a good time. And yeah, you it doesn't have to be nice outside, but I mean, the difference between Miami and Atlanta this week will be immense. I had a friend, uh, I have two friends that work for the Indianapolis Visitors Bureau and the amount of work to not only persuade the NFL to have the game there, but then the work that goes into it. I think it was a three-year project. Yeah. And there and there would be things like the NFL says, you don't have enough toilets in town. You don't have enough 
you don't have enough bar slash keg blah 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 ratio that we want you to have in town. Mm-hmm. All these crazy like it was like a rock band's writer. But it has also helped set up Indianapolis. So now uh, the college football national championship will be there in yeah. a few years. I want to say like twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Oh, okay, and that's fine because that's not as much of a it's not as much of an event as a Super Bowl weekend. What else should we touch on? Did Notre Dame get a new uh, employee? Yeah, they got a a brand new running backs coach. Uh, his name is Lance Taylor. He had been at Stanford, so he was the running backs coach for Bryce Love and and for that group of really good running backs at Stanford. Now, I would contend that one of the reasons Stanford had really good running backs is they had a really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. That helps make a really good running back. And Notre Dame has had a really good offensive line, but the the big thing behind this guy is the fact that he's known as a really good recruiter. Okay. And that's the other part of being an assistant coach that people don't necessarily focus on or talk about. But these days, it's as much, if not more, about your ability to recruit and make an impression on high school students to get them to come to school as it is your ability to coach them up. Okay. Here's a fun fact, though about Notre Dame over the this is these are the shoes Lance Taylor has to step in to replace Autry Denson where'd he go he's now the head coach at Charleston Southern oh wow that's why Notre Dame's looking for a running backs coach because Autry Denson left to become the head coach at Charleston Southern now where's that at Charleston South Carolina South Carolina moving the family so under three years of Autry Denson Notre Dame had one running back fumble one lost fumble Mm -hmm. i should say i mean that's incredible i like following autry on twitter positive dude he's a good man has a strong faith um still holds the all-time rushing record here at the university of Notre Dame. wow there are things i want to touch on but they don't necessarily have to do with sports okay are we going worst song ever yes are we gonna do that today yeah i'm kind of looking forward to it i've purposely not listen to the song you bring to the table. Let me spin a little yarn for you, kids. So last week, one of the reasons I had to miss the show is we had to go out to Colorado to take care of a family situation. And in doing so, we flew out Sunday night and we're driving to Colorado and the car had Sirius XM and we're listening to the 70s on 7. And it's it's late at night in Colorado, which means it's overnight on the East Coast, and they're playing an old Casey Kasem American Top 40 from 1971. Okay. Well, there was some good music in the 70s. Uh, Black Dog from Led Zeppelin was number th- debuted on the charts at number 32 that week. Okay. There was a, uh, a period of time between, I'll say, 65 and 75, where spoken word songs seemed to find a little niche on the top 40. And in this particular week of January of 1971, the number 23 song in America was by the group Think, and it was called Once You Understand. I had never heard this song before, and I am challenged after hearing it to understand what was going on in America that allowed this to progress to number 23 on the charts. Because in my mind, Corey, this may be the worst song ever laid down on vinyl. Are we ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, think 
and once you understand. Things get a little easier once you understand. Things get a little easier once you understand. Forget it, Dad. That won't change anything. Once you understand. Things get a little easier once you understand. Things get a little easier once you understand. Come on, Ma, what do you want? That sounded like uh, Joan Rivers. Now, this continues for about three and a half minutes and I'm not gonna make you suffer through this because but if Mom, you're waiting for the if you're waiting for the actual song words to change they don't but Corey take us up on the YouTube Why? machine What's to about the 315 mark will you and listen to the wonderful way this song ends yes yes dead how Things get a little easier once you understand. Wow. Things get a little easier once you understand. That is horrible. I've never heard that song before. Absolutely awful. And it was number 23 on the charts. I mean, you think Casey got upset about the dead dog? Long-distance dedication. I can only imagine what was going through his mind with that one. So Chuck brings that little snidbit back to me, and he asked me what I would consider the worst song of all time. Back in the 90s when I was in Top 40 Radio, I think it was Payola at its very best and its very worst. (laughs) And what I mean by Payola is the record labels would pay employees at the radio station to play specific songs and if you look at the charts in the 90s there's no way some of those songs should be on the charts unless some money's being paid right when i was at a radio station in south bend there was a song that came onto my playlist and the moment i heard it chuck i said oh someone got themselves a new deck furniture car (laughs) or some sort of (laughs) fedex package that had some money in it ladies and gentlemen jordy J-O-R-D-Y. Kind of remember. And a song called Ooh La La Baby. You want to tell them what you're watching on the screen over here? It's a uh, it's a woman with her child, and uh, the woman's got a towel on her head. The child's in a diaper, sitting in the high chair, and uh, then other people seem to be visiting, maybe grandma and grandpa or something, tossing hats around and wearing leopard coats and rolling around. This is this is bizarre. <laughs> However, I will say. I'm not sure it's worse than things get a little easier once you understand. Oh, I 
remember hearing this just going, what in the world? Oh, it's a hit. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> it's a hit with whom, where? Because it's not and not the, an American and hit. And the music director said, come on for a ride with me during lunch in my new car. Let me explain to you how great this song is. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's horrible right there. That's a good one, though. Uh, I think you're a winner on that one. Think. Maybe that needs to be a sports jack poll. Oh, worst song ever? Worst song ever. And then people could submit theirs as well. <laughs> and then we could just play one a week. Maybe February is worst song ever month. Not Thoughts? a bad idea. All right. At Sports Yak with two Ks. Instagram Sports Yak with two Ks. Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Worst song ever. Let the floodgates open. You got anything else, Chuck? It's cold out. It's really, really cold out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Until next time. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.